Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hey, everybody. My name is Ryan Seals, and I am the West Treasure Valley Area Director of Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Uh, I live over in Fruitland, Idaho, and with me today, we've got an awesome guest. I'm just so excited for all of you guys to hear from. Um, His name is Pastor Matt Phipps, or we could say maybe even Coach Matt Phipps. He's a guy that wears many, many hats. Uh, Pastor Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. uh, I'm just blessed by the Lord, and just uh, it's great to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Well, well, you bet. Well, thanks, Matt, for joining me today. Um, Before we, we talk to Matt... I just want to let everybody know of some of the awesome camp opportunities that we have coming up this summer. Uh, First, we have our uh, baseball camp that are for campers aged uh, 8 to 12 years old, and that's going to be at Nampa Christian High School, June 15th, 16th, and 17th. It's a full-day camp. I think it goes from 9 to 3. And then two weeks after that, we start our FCA All Sports uh, Camp, which is going to be June 28th through July 2nd at Northwest Nazarene University in Nampa. Uh, That's an all-sport camp, meaning that um, we have lots of different sports going on at the same time. And some of those sports include football, basketball, baseball, softball, including um, a couple new ones that we're really excited to do this year. And they are motocross as well as mountain biking. So even if you maybe have a child or a grandchild or somebody that, that's not on a team sport uh, right now, uh, maybe they would, you know, mountain biking might be a thing that they would really enjoy uh, getting into. And that camp is for 7th through 12th graders, so middle school and high school aged, uh, to come have a great uh, week with us at NNU uh, June 28th through July 2nd. And then finally, over on our end, Matt, we're going to be doing a uh, FCA golf camp for the first time. I'm excited to, to kick this off at Scotch Pines in Payette. Uh, it's going to be July 13th through 15th, and that is for 7-year-olds to 12-year-olds. So the, basically the heart of this camp is to just introduce the game of golf uh, to, to that next younger generation. So we're excited to see what, what God's going to do with all those. So Matt, again, thanks for being here. And uh, man, we've we've known each other now for a couple years. I think we first met when you were teaching at the Treasure Valley Christian School, and yeah. my my kids were going there at the time. And uh, we we randomly ran into each other at the Walmart parking lot. I don't even know if it was like about a year ago during COVID. Yeah, it seems when like that, that was. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was just great connecting with you at that time. And from that, we've kind of developed more of a friendship. And uh, you've kind of helped us kick off a men's coaches huddle that we do now on Saturday. And we'll, we'll talk more about that later. But Matt, if you could just uh, introduce yourself kind of to everybody and uh, what you're doing right now and what's going on in your life. Yeah, sure. Um, well, as, as Ryan said before, I, uh, my name is Matthew Phipps. Uh, I'm pastor uh, of Valley Christian Church in Fruitland, Idaho. Uh, where I've been the lead pastor, senior pastor since 2014. It's a great little church, just a little country church, really. For the last couple of years, I've you know I've been involved with Ontario uh, School District with coaching um, football at a couple of different levels. Uh, I was with the high school for for one year and do a spring football program through a league called Pinnacle, and uh, we play teams from all over uh, Idaho and and. Uh, we're kind of the only Oregon team, but um, we'd love to see that advance and get some of the other schools uh, 
maybe even in Idaho right there in Paya County to, to develop some, some spring ball teams for, uh, for these kids. And, you know, coach, uh, Tara Murrah, uh, Richard, he's been so instrumental and such a great uh, mentor as a coach to work with him. And even this last year, we really put the moniker behind the team or in front of the team, if you want to say faith, family, and mm. football. So to oh, see, to see an opportunity to, um, to share Jesus, uh, with some of these kids and just to be there as a good mo- uh, male role models and yeah. for some of these guys who don't have a lot of maybe male role models in their life and um, to teach character as well as discipline and just to love the game uh, has been really good. Yeah. So um, outside of that, I, you know, my I'd be remiss if I didn't talk. I've been married to my wife, Ambrasia, for 15 years this June. Wow. Um, this month, yeah, now. And uh, I have three three kids. Um Elijah, who's 13, and he's going to baseball camp here in a couple yeah, of weeks with yeah, FCA. Awesome. He's really excited about it. And uh, and then my daughter, Adeline, my youngest son, Gabriel. And so, uh, always busy. Always something to do. <laughs> so between being <laughs> so, a pastor and doing some teaching and some coaching and, and obviously a dad and family and... Yeah. Uh, you are a busy, busy man. Yes. Um, and <laughs> then helping, you know, with like we mentioned oh, earlier, yeah. our, our men's coaches huddle, which has been a lot of fun. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. So Matt, tell us, I mean, you, you kind of opened up a little bit about, um, you know, coaching football and you guys just finished your spring season, not very long ago. Just kind of talk us through like how this, how do you feel like this season went and what, what did, did God show you or do anything with this season that was kind of cool? Yeah. You know, um, our team in the called the Ontario Tigers, uh, just right with the junior high and the high school and everything like that. Um, it really is really good to be back. Number one, because mm-hmm. we last year we started and we were boasting. I forget how many kids we were going to have involved, and so the team is you know fifth grade, sixth grade, and that's largely where I've coached in the past is with the younger kids getting involved and trying to learn uh, how to coach more. You know, it's obviously uh, I never feel like I'm going to know enough about coaching. Mm-hmm. And especially when I, when I get around uh, Ruben Chavez or Coach Biggs, as we call him, <laughs> or uh, or Coach T and Richard Taramura, you know, I I sit there and I watch what those guys are doing, and I just uh, I have to I even jokingly uh, I'm learning how to do the line, and I'm watching the game go on, and I I can't figure out how Coach Coach Chavez can see all this going on, and you know, in the chaos of the midst of the line, yeah. and um, so lots to learn still, but. Um, you know, one of the one of the biggest things I think just seeing is the development of character and discipline mm. out of these young men who this last year were uh, seventh and eighth graders, and to see them be able to play teams and and got a couple of of rough losses. I, I think all of our losses were rough. Uh, we played Burley and we just got taken to task by Burley. <laughs> Good team up there in Burley, uh, just roughneck type football players and. I think the first play of scrimmage was uh, our line, our our, uh, our running back James. It was run up the, the like the two gap or something like that, and and he just got simultaneously tackled by two linebackers. Oh, and I just saw my my poor running back just get folded, and I was just like, oh, this isn't going to be good. <laughs> so <laughs> they just, set the tone early. Yeah, yeah it was really wow. really rough. Um, and then we lost uh, to Pokey. Pokey came to mm-hmm. Ontario and played us, and that was a lot of fun. Um, but they were really good squad too yeah. and uh and then we played the the black knights which is uh they're they're a travel team that travels I, i'm not sure i know they travel to vegas and they travel mm-hmm. to the portland area and, wow. and play a lot of games and they're they're picked all over i think ada county 
and maybe even further. And they're just really well coached. And so those those games, I've always said you learn a lot more from loss than you do from victory. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I saw in our in our young men was just their ability to take the loss and still have character. Mm. And I think that speaks awesome. huge loads to to what kind of kids we're coaching. And yeah. and all I can hope and pray for is as as these eighth grader boys move up into high school, that that character, that discipline, yeah. and that effort remains there all the way through their senior year. Yeah. And 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 then more importantly, just onto life. Yeah, and, I, I would venture yeah. to guess that these kids know that you, Coach Chavez, Coach Teramura, they know that you guys care more about them than a win and a loss. Like they know yeah. that in their heart, and yeah. that's so important. Like, what would you tell if there's a coach listening right now, Matt? Um, if there's a coach out there listening that's a Christian coach, but he has maybe been someone that's kind of been on the sidelines with, you know, I kind of leave my faith at my door, right, when I leave my house, but I don't want to take my faith with me to the football field. What would you say to that coach to encourage him to be like, no, God, God calls us to live out our faith in all aspects of what we do. Right. That doesn't mean that we have to be like in, our, in their faces, you know, you know, preaching the gospel per se, right? But but we we can let people know who we are and what we stand for, right? What would you say to those coaches that are maybe sitting on the sideline about really getting in and, and showing their faith as coaches? Right. Yeah. I. You know, it's always easy. Because I know being a pastor is it's always easy because people can go. You're paid to do that, mm. right? You're paid to put your cross on your on your back and just go out and and uh, everybody knows that you're going to do that. But when you coach inside, you know, public school systems, you're often told that you you need to be quiet and not necessarily that like there's somebody from the administration coming down. He's like, right. you can't say this, you can't do this. But it's it's that that idea of, of finding ways and trusting that the Holy Spirit's going to open up opportunities for you to, to be able to display your faith, not only because it's not always about here's a Bible verse, here's a, here's a mini sermon, here's a, here's a testimony, but it's, it's about just continuing to, to display the love of Christ to these kids and having these maybe sometimes just little micro moments where you get to speak to to Christ or not mm. speak to Christ, but to speak to these kids about Jesus and and what he's done for my life. And, yeah. you know, and, and a lot of that, it, it can be displayed in, in, um, sometimes sharing a Bible verse or, yeah. um, especially in, and that all depends. I know there's some programs where you can't, uh, what do they say? Proselytize. Yeah. You can't sit there and, and just bash a kid over the head with a Bible, right, which right. isn't what the intention of pretty much any Christian that I know is not our intention to go to you know, bludgeon somebody into faith, but it's, it's just to display something different, you know, where, uh, in, in the world of coaching, one of the things I've, I've seen in a few years is the ego, you know, it's so easy to fall into the trap yeah. of ego and think, well, I'm a, I'm a coach of, of a program and, you know, nothing takes away ego like loss. Mm. Mm. <laughs> like I'll I said before. Yes. yes. And like my, my first year with Ontario, and I I, I don't know if, if Coach Simmons will, will listen to this or not, but and uh, and coaching with him and, and Tara Murray and Chavez at the high school is, is yeah, you can't get much uh, more humbled than 0 and 8. Yeah. And that first that first year of being there is 0 and 8. And all I remember leaving me is, is desiring more time to spend yeah. with these kids. And, and uh, 
to show them how much Jesus loves them and to show them how much that I love these kids and, uh, and to do all that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's good stuff. Um, for those of you guys just tuning in, I'm, I'm, I'm meeting with coach Matt Phipps and pastor Matt Phipps from who lives in Fruitland coaches at, uh, Ontario middle school, their club team. And his coach is also at the high school as well. So Matt, let's uh, kind of just switch gears here just a little bit. So obviously we, we talked about before, you know, you're coaching in Ontario, you're, you're pastoring in Fruitland. Uh, how did you get here? Where, where are you from? How did you become a pastor? How did you know that, that God had called you to be a pastor in your life as you've grown up? Would you mind just sharing a little bit about your, just your backstory and then your, your testimony? Sure. Sure. My, you know, I was, you know, going way back, I was born in Eugene, Oregon, uh, you know, back in August 9th, 1980. <laughs> so, so, uh, and then my dad, uh, quickly after I was born, we moved back over here to, to Idaho. And my dad graduated from Boise Bible college right here in, in garden city in Ada County. And, um, and then his first ministry was in Payette, uh, Idaho at Payette Christian church. And so I kind of grew up just around church always. It was just a part of my life since before I was mm-hmm. born, um, you know, I always talk like a voice of Bible college. Uh, gosh, I, I forget the amount of generational hmm. belonging there. I, my grandfather graduated from there. I have a couple of great uncles, uh, uncle, aunt, um, my father, you know, uh, cousins, uh, all these people, all, we all went to Boise hmm. Bible college. So we all bled blue and white go lions, or I think it was sons back in the eighties when my dad went there. <laughs> but so all the church was just such a, a normative part of my life um, that I think I was eight years old when I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I uh, was baptized there at Pay a Christian Church um, and have just always been involved in church, uh, youth group. Um, had a lot of things that have come up over the years that, that could hurt your faith or, or you know challenge your faith, but for some reason, I, I've just never doubted Jesus or God. And, I, and I've experienced plenty of plenty of things that that I've heard other people struggle through. And, uh, I just know for me, I've just never doubted that mm. I've certainly backslidden like a lot of other people mm. over the years. And, um, especially I was in the United States Navy from 1999 to 2003 after I graduated wow. high school and, um, had grandiose ideas of being a Navy SEAL. And mm. that was pretty quickly like, <laughs> you're not going to do that. <laughs> it's like God did not grace you with that physicality, mm. um, uh, that special, Gene or whatever that I believe is there for Navy SEALs and, spe- mm. and operators like that. So, um, but anyway, uh, you know, went through the Navy, uh, fell away from the church for a long time. Uh, a lot of stuff that had happened when I was in high school, moved all over the place. You know, we were in Payette, Idaho, uh, after my dad graduated. And then in 92, we moved to Eugene, Oregon. In 98, we moved from Eugene, Oregon down to Grants Pass, Oregon. So you're a big duck fan then, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. We, you know, everybody out there, you know, we're, we're, we know we're Bronco <laughs> fans. We'll forgive him. He loves Jesus. That's okay. Hey, hey you know, my son, uh, uh, no, just to, just to point that out, my son is a huge Boise State fan, and <laughs> you know I, I don't fault him at all. Just like uh, you know when I was when I was about I think fourteen, and I think I've shared this story with you before. Uh, my dad was doing a men's breakfast, and there was a guy in our church. I forget his name, but he somehow had connections at U of O, mm. and uh, he got Danny O'Neill to come 
to a men's breakfast and Danny came outside and played catch with my brother and I. So we're talking about wow. the starting quarterback for the Oregon Ducks playing catch with my brother and I right there in Eugene wow. during their run for the for the uh, for the Rose Bowl bid against I think Kerry Collins was his name from Penn Nit- State. Penn State. Yeah. And they played Joe Paterno's yep. Nittany Lions. That. And man, just just to have that moment. And so my son, when I was going to Boise Bible College, my son, uh, our next door neighbor at our apartment was uh, none other than Jeremy Avery, former oh, sure. running back running for, back. for mm-hmm. Boise State. Uh, I think during the Ian Johnson era. So it was yeah. like, I don't know, it was before it or after it, during it. But Jeremy was just such a cool dude mm. who would, who would uh, call my son. He always wore the uh, little Kellen Moore jerseys. Yeah. And so Jeremy would see my son and he would always call him, oh, hey, little Kellen. <laughs> and uh, even when we were moving, I think Jeremy was still living there or he was he was uh, moving and I forget exactly, but he, uh, he brought a pizza mm-hmm. and he wanted to go play catch with my son. And I'm like, that just stood to me, stood out as reasons why kids become fans of teams, right? It's because of these personal interactions they get to have with them. So, so anyway, um, that's a bit of a, a tangent, I suppose, no, but, uh, so yeah, so all throughout that, I think God's always been calling me to, to shepherd people, right. which is, you know, the, the word for pastor, it really can be broke down to the word to, to be an under shepherd yeah. because we know that Jesus is the true shepherd. And so, uh, he calls others to be his under shepherds or his workers yeah. in the, with the flocks. And so what do you think, like from a pastor's perspective, and now that you've also been a coach, you have kids like, wh- why do you think FCA, like now that you've gotten to know the ministry of FCA a little bit more and. Why do you think the ministry of FCA um, is so important in our culture today with kids at school and in sports? Like, why, why do you think it would, it's, in, you know, for any parent out there listening right now, right. like, why, why would you tell their son or grandson to get involved with, with FCA in, in their school? Yeah, I, you From know, a pastor's I, point of view and a coach's point sure. of view. Really, I would, I would boil it down to this. I think the world that we live in is increasingly self-centered and it's all about these accolades. You know, I was reading that the book on, on Billy Wagner mm-hmm. that you, mm-hmm. you gave yeah, me yeah. and uh, was it called something? Of course something. I can't remember the name. Yeah, I can't remember the title. Head, but yeah, the I've author, been reading former about major league baseball player. Right. Who, who did he play for? He played uh, for the, the Braves, uh, Braves. And before that, I forget, yeah. uh, was it nationals? No. Astros. Okay. He played for the Astros. And, and one of the things that really stood out in that book was something that I think is, is so, at some point, you're going to hang up the mitt. You're going to hang up the helmet. You're going to hang up all of these other things, right? I was thinking about as a, you know, I grew up with uh, Jordan Gross. I, I grew up, I went to high school um, with Quentin Michael, who had a career, a good career in the uh, NFL with the Eagles and the Rams as a free safety Boise State alum. And, uh, and all of these things, and, and I looked at all these guys, I'm like, at, at mid-30s, for most of them, they're going to hang it up, right? Right. Jordan's my age, he's a year older, and eventually you got to hang up the pads. Yep. Yeah, you eventually got to hang up the mitt. And so, sports, while it's great, there's so much more beyond yeah. sports. And, and, and sports can be such a self-centered, egotistical place that without Christ in your life, yeah. it'd be easy to become uh, all of these things. And sometimes that happens even in little kids' levels and yeah. high school levels. The dynamic of sport changes when you have a personal relationship with Jesus. Yeah. 
the whole outlook of what sports is and what it can be. Yeah. I really feel changes. And, you know, when I was a former, I was, a lot of these guys know because I've been on the show multiple times, but I was a former teacher and coach at a public school. And what, what really just drew me in FCA is as a teacher, you know, to connect what these kids were doing during their time. Like, you know, most kids, you know, a lot of kids are homeschooled, Christian school, but a lot of kids go to public school, right? Right. And, you know, a lot of kids need that extra focus I, I really felt like to be able to get them even Christian kids too like Christian kids can be just as easily swayed mm-hmm. than um, kids that aren't Christian and to, but to be able to give them another avenue to channel their focus so to have a Christian coach like you and coach Terry Murray over in Ontario to have an FCA huddle at their school to be involved with it, a teacher that loves over them and prays over them I just feel in our culture today yeah. when, when they get out these electronics and, and they, you know, their nose are in here and their identity is found in their social media and what they look like, how many likes they have to recenter where they are, are already at. Right. I just think is just so, so huge. Don't you think? Well, yeah, I, I would say that uh, one of my premier, vo- and I know you're going to maybe ask me this in a little bit, but one of the, some of my favorite dialogue in this last year in scripture have, has been monumental to me is, is the book of Colossians. Mm. And, and what Paul is really establishing, you know, in chapter one of Colossians, he says that Christ is preeminent, meaning first place, firstborn, first place over all creation, both that which is seen and that which is unseen. And then in chapter two, Paul really starts to break that down, right? He says, so don't let people distract you or pull you away from Christ, who is your identity, by philosophy, human traditions, according to deception. Uh, and then he later uses, uh, and I could be wrong, there's probably some Greek scholars on here that are better mm-hmm. at this than me, but it breaks it down to even things like education, right? Don't let all of this stuff take you away from the identity that you've been given. And that identity was was prescribed to you by, after the image of its own creator, right? So when when Jesus... When he developed you, he he you know he knew you before you were born. He gave you an identity, and the world's going to try and take that identity and manipulate that identity and move that identity away from you. So one of the biggest things for FCA, right, that I see both with the kids, yeah, okay, and and is is to just see uh, that Christ loves you, yeah. and and I don't see that happening. Uh, in the, especially in the public school system yeah. these days. And so yeah. that's, I, I don't know, just one, one big yeah. thing. Well, I appreciate that, man. I just, I just can't believe how fast is, uh, this time has gone by. Um, here we are getting to the end. And, and as, as we start to close here, Matt, um, I just want to talk like just for 30 seconds here real quick about the coaches huddle that you and I kind of co-lead over in the West Treasure Valley. Uh, tell us just a little bit about that. And, um, what what do we have coming up? I think June. What's that? Not this June June twelfth. June twelfth. Yeah. Just tell tell us a little bit about that coaches huddle. Uh, it's a it's a great huddle. I think it's a it's a great just opportunity for coaches who are Christians and uh, to con- come together, uh, enjoy some good breakfast, and uh, enjoy some fellowship, and to go through. Um, some of the curriculum that we've been going through and uh, to really be a support and anchor for one another, especially in the, in this concept yeah. of the sphere of coaching. It's yeah. such a, such a tumultuous place you to know, be the, in. One thing I found as a coach that I've really felt like other coaches understood what I was going through. Mm-hmm. Like as a coach, yeah. like that coach knows what it's going through to have to, you know, especially when you're a head coach yeah. and you're dealing with, you know, the parents or, uh, you know, administration or, you know, kids and this and discipline. I mean, yep. it's a lot of stuff, right? You're wearing a lot of hats when you're a head coach. And 
even when you're an assistant coach, you know, you, you have to deal with these things. But so to have that Christian community, I just felt it was important. So like Matt said, everybody, uh, our next West Church Valley Coach says is going to be uh, Saturday, June 12th. It's going to go um, from, uh, we had it from 8.30 to 10 yeah. um, at Christian Life Fellowship in Ontario. So if you have any other questions, you can uh, email me, rseals at fca.org, if you want to be a part of that. If you're a coach that wants to, to, to be a part of something, we'd love to have you. And one more quick shout out for our camps again this summer. we got baseball camp June 15th through 17th, our FCL sports camp June 28th through July 2nd, and then our FCA golf camp, which is July 13th through 15th. You can find out all the information on our website, www.fcaidaho to register. Thanks, everybody, and have a great day. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. You